0: I'm the fire comes down. It's good to be here tonight. Having no burdens to bear. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe it's going to be wonderful when we get to heaven? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we ought to act like it. We were singing something about uh, tonight. And uh, something about... Oh yeah, we were singing, "I, I know I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved, and Caroline said, I'm sad I'm saved, so anyway, praise the Lord, but I can't hold it against her too much because I'm the world's worst at uh, messing up the words. Say amen right there, Anthony, amen. All right, it's good to be here tonight. We appreciate your presence. Didn't the choir do a good job? Amen. We do appreciate them and appreciate your presence tonight. Appreciate what the Lord has already done for us and uh, how he blessed us this morning. Felt like we had a really, really good service today, but I'm not satisfied with what he did earlier. I'm looking for a double portion tonight. Amen. But thank you so much for being here and just pray that... um, Whatever it is you stand in need of, that the Lord blesses you with that, as we first offer Him up our praises. Amen. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. He inhabits the praises of His people, and uh, amen, when the praises go up, then we can expect the blessings to come down. Amen. Somebody said, well, I didn't get anything out of the service. Well, the question is, what did you put into the service? If you'll put put something into it, you're more likely to get something out of it. Hallelujah. We want God to do everything for us, don't we? Amen. But uh, he expects us to do our part as well. Do remember, uh, again, appreciate the youth offering that was taken up uh, earlier today. If you didn't get a chance to give to that, you could uh, make a notation tonight uh, on your gift, and it'll go to that. But appreciate uh, the youth offering that was received this morning. Do remember uh, our guest singers, the Rochester family, that will be with us next Sunday night, February 12th, for the evening services. Invite your friends and family. Again, they are a very, very uh, talent, talented group, but they're also a very spirit-filled group as well. And if you've never heard them, you'll enjoy uh, them being with us next Sunday night, I promise. So get the word out, and let's uh, have a good crowd for the Rochesters. Again, that's next Sunday night, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. We're going to be uh, having the indoor baptism service within the next two weeks. Again, if you are interested in being baptized, please uh, see myself. Uh, Amen. Appreciate those who have a desire to be baptized. And Again, we're going to do it inside uh, uh, this time so we don't freeze to death. Uh, Amen. All right. Children's Church, uh, again, we are prayerfully considering... Uh, starting the children's church ministry um, uh, for our youth and again we talked about that this morning nothing is uh, firm or set in stone at all in fact our uh, ability to do it is dependent upon your cooperation so we need at least one uh, teacher for the the downstairs children's church ministry and I don't want it to be somebody who's already involved Uh, you know a lot of churches are guilty of um, you know working their teachers so hard that that uh, they're never able to get fed themselves so uh, amen we need to make sure that uh, the ones that are already working uh, get what they need but we need somebody who is not uh, currently working to, to be a part of this ministry and then we also need help uh, on the van as well so uh, we need somebody that would be willing to step up and uh, again, I've got a lot of these, uh, these bus kids that uh, come on Wednesday night and they're wanting to come on Sunday morning, but we've got to find a way to get them here and get them take, have them taken care of while they are here. So you pray about this and see if God would help you to be a part of that ministry. Uh, amen. Uh, any other announcements that I'm forgetting about tonight? All right, by way of prayer requests, let's continue to remember requests that were made known earlier today. Let's pray for uh, Matt Cutchall and, and pray for that family. Uh, Reconciliation Ministries, remember Miss Lula Cutchall. Uh, pray for Brother Sam Stillner, recovering from shoulder surgery. Miss Linda, we need to continue to remember her in prayer. Again, continue to remember Bob and Pat Price and their family. John Whitaker, this is Pat's brother. Uh, amen remember uncle kenny boy i insulted the fire out of him today and said he wasn't here amen and he was sitting right in front of my face amen so i guess he's protesting on me tonight Uh, amen but let's uh, continue to remember him in prayer Uh, pray for my brother-in-law chris mccoy that's still waiting to have um, uh, the mass that they did find uh, on his bladder taken out so pray for him I think he goes Tuesday to make sure that uh, the UTI that he had, the urinary tract infection, is healed up. So pray for him. Remember uh, Ms. Danielle Owens. Uh, Mom and Dad, remember them. Continue to remember Ms. Joanne and uh, Michael. Uh, amen. Remember them in prayer. Also pray for Buford Metcalf, pastor of Piney Grove Free Will Baptist Church. Pray for Ashley Fender and Lynn Harrison. Uh, Again, remember them in prayer, Uh, remember our shut-in and widows, it was good to see Miss Cheryl here today, I told you I got to visit with Winona Fox yesterday, so continue to pray for them, Uh, pray for the Schlier family, Uh, pray for Tyler's um, uh, friend Karen, remember Karen in prayer, remember Gary Wayne, pray for Joel Calkin, remember Rick Mitchell, Uh, pray for Anthony Jones, Betty Fiesel. Ray Crawford, and especially remember David Harrison as he has stage 4 ca- colon cancer. Remember these requests in prayer. You may have some that you'd like to add tonight. Yeah, go ahead, sis. What's that first name? Deward. How do you... Okay, Deward Hobson. The Deward Hobson family. Um, Somebody else tonight. Otis, I keep losing people on my sheets. Amen. Amen. Remember uh, uh, Otis Melton? I talked to Otis uh, this afternoon. <coughs> or no, yesterday I talked to Otis, and he's doing fairly well. Sometimes he seems more chipper than at other times, and he did seem a little down. When I talked to him yesterday, let me give you this. Robert McLean said, "Praise God, we've had a, a young alcoholic who wanted to accept Jesus and begin the personal relationship with Christ." Uh, hallelujah, glory uh, to be God to God! Isn't that wonderful to hear about this uh, young fellow that was saved uh, today? So praise the Lord for that. Also, Daniel Schlier, I talked to him, and we need to remember his dad, Dennis, in prayer. Remember Dennis, as he's got some health issues that's Dennis Schleer others tonight Yeah go ahead Becky I remember my son and daughter yeah Serena and Nick McCoy I remember, yeah. okay all right, so remember these in prayer. Wouldn't it good not it good to see Becky's grandchildren with us today? That was wonderful, wasn't it? Amen. Any other prayer needs tonight? Remember our nation. for my okay. children. Yeah. father, and for father. Amen. Remember Michael's kids? Remember Daniel's dad. And Mike's uh, mom and dad as well. So good to have Mike and Danielle with us tonight. Amen. Uh, most of all, it's good to have Millie with us. Praise God. She's, my, she's the best of that bunch by far. <laughs> Amen. All right. Any other prayer needs tonight? Remember, uh, the next writer, text on the Amen. Remember Miss Denise. Love her dearly. And uh, miss her when she's not here. So pray for her. Love her to death. Any others? Pray for our church. We need to remember our church and other churches of like faith as we strive to to do God's work. This year there's still a, a work to be done. Amen? And we need to be faithful about the Father's business. Anyone else before we gather around the altar? Remember our missionaries in prayer also. Unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones we need to pray for. Pray that God will give us a harvest of souls this year. Appreciate this good uh, praise report from uh, Brother Robert about uh, people who've been saved. But let's just pray that uh, more will come to know Christ before it's too late. We'll gather around the altar if you'd like to join us. You can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Michael Brobeck, lead us in prayer, brother. Good to have you with us tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you, Father, for this night. Thank you for this blessed privilege we have to gather in your house and in your name. Uh, Father, it sure is good to be here. And Lord, uh, thank you for everyone who's made their way out tonight. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray, Father, that their gathering would not be in vain. Lord, I pray that we'd be quick to offer up our praises unto thee lord i pray from the beginning to the end lord that your presence might meet with us god move in our midst work in our hearts father draw us closer to Thee. lord thank you father for uh uh, lord how you blessed us earlier today and i pray that your blessings would continue to be upon us uh here in the service tonight Uh, lord i pray father lord uh, god that uh, when we leave this place god we'd say surely the presence of the lord has met with us, and Lord, uh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go uh, into the house of the Lord, God. Uh, God, help tonight Meet every prayer request and every need that's been mentioned. Lord, I pray for Matt, I pray God for Miss Lula. I pray for Sam, I pray for uh, Miss Linda, Lord, I pray for Bob and Pat, I pray God for uh, Uncle Kenny. Lord, I pray for John Whitaker and Chris McCoy. Uh, Lord, I pray God for Mom and Dad. I pray for Joanne. I pray for Michael. I pray, Father, Lord, that you bless uh, Tyler. Lord, bless him. I pray for you for Metcalf, Ashley, Fender, and Linda Harrison. I pray, God, uh, Lord, that you would just uh, bless the Schleer family. I pray that you bless them. I pray for Karen. Pray for Gary Wayne, pray for Joel Calkin, pray for Rick Mitchell and Anthony Jones and Miss Betty. I pray God tonight for Ray Crawford, I pray for David Harrison, pray for uh, Duard and Hobson family, bless this need. I pray for Dennis Schlier, I pray for Sharina and Nick McCoy, I pray for uh, Becky and one her grandkids, pray for Denise Rader, bless Bubba Lord. Uh, Father, so many needs that we have. We pray that you help us to be faithful and lifting everyone up to Thee. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey. have a couple of ushers come forward. We will receive our Sunday night offering uh, at this time. Amen. Scott, you lead us in prayer, brother. All right, let's stand tonight. Let's turn to page one. We sang this the other night, but I love this song. I stand amazed in the presence. Amen. One. It's the first page in the book, Pam. Yeah, gold book, gold book. In the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how He could love a sinner condemned and clean. How marvelous! How wonderful! And my song shall. How wonderful is my say for me I thought she's already Me, it was in the garden he prayed not my will but thine he had no for his own grief but sweat drops of blood. For mine. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my say, yours love for me. On the fourth, now he took my seat and my sorrow he made aren't you glad tonight <laughs> he bore my burden to calvary he suffered and died alone how marvelous how wonderful and my song shall it love for me and the last when with the ransomed in glory his face I at last shall see t'will be my joy through the age, just to sing of his love for me sing how marvelous how Wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous! How wonderful, and my yours love for me. You may be seated tonight. Praise the Lord it is my Savior's love for me. All right, uh, let's have the kiddos come sing tonight. Amen. I believe that'd be according to the Lord's will. Let's go, kids. Come sing. Miss Holly, help them.
1: point of oh, weary is your burden weighing heavy is it all too much to carry let me tell you about my jesus do you feel that empty feeling because shame's done all it's stealing are you desperate for some healing let me tell you about my jesus
0: you found me no no yeah so that was it y'all know that you it? Know. You you it? that's not the one I'm talking about
1: yes it is okay that is what we said but that's not the one I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about. I
0: don't know that all right well let's do let's do when mercy <laughs> found me <laughs> How about he knows my
2: name?
0: You don't know that
2: one? We you do he knows my name? Yeah. All right, let's
0: do that <laughs> huh? Yeah, you do. All right, let's see. All right, pray for the kids.
1: Every sparrow that falls He made the mountains and the seas He's in control of everything Of all the creatures great and small I can't tell you what's in store. I don't know a lot of things. I don't have all the answers to the questions of life.
0: knowing that that the Lord knows not just our name, but He knows their name. And in this day, that matters. Amen, that the Lord hadn't forgotten our children. Amen, our kids are facing more today than uh, most of us uh, ever thought about facing, even collectively, together. Uh, But boy, I tell you, I'm thankful that, uh, amen, even if the uh, church were to forget them and give up on them, the Lord's going to be faithful to them, amen, and they're important to him, amen. Uh, The Lord had a special place in his heart for kids, and I believe we should too. Say amen right there, amen. Amen. Caroline, go down into my office. They said the only th- reason that I have them is to boss them around and tell them what to do. That's a privilege of being daddy, amen? Praise God. That's right, Michael. Hallelujah. Caroline, go down in my office and take the papers that are bring what's on the printer to me and also push print on what is on my computer and bring it to me. All right? Or Carly or somebody. Amen. Praise God. And while they're doing that, maybe you've got a testimony night. Maybe you've got something on your heart that God's done for you. Amen. Maybe the Lord stirred your heart tonight through the kids singing. Amen. I really enjoy that. And we're going we're gonna to have more of it. We're going to get these kids more involved as time goes on and just uh, uh, continue to try to let them use their gifts and their talents uh uh, for the lord and uh, for his will Uh, amen i I don't think we could get our kids too involved in church the more involved that they are the better Uh, and i believe the more the lord will bless us do you believe that tonight amen you know some churches have very few if any kids uh amen and so we we need to be thankful for the young people that the lord has blessed us with not just the van kids we pick up on Wednesday, but, boy, I'm thankful uh, for the kiddos that come faithfully with their parents and grandparents Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Amen. And these kids need to know that their church is behind them. Uh, Amen. That we've got their back and that anything that they need, that uh, if we can do it for them, we will. Amen. Amen. Like Jaylee, she told me, she said, I was the best pastor in the world today. Amen. I like that. Amen. But uh, she only said it because I sung her happy birthday. Uh, Amen. Praise the Lord. She's got her mouth open. She can't believe I said that. Hallelujah. She's just petting that baby's hair. Hallelujah. You take care of that baby, Jaylee. Amen. All right. Somebody have a word of testimony tonight before we preach. notebooks with them, and they'd, uh, somebody asked them to pray for them, they'd write it down. Well, us young generations, that's what we got cell phones for, hallelujah, but technology, but uh, I've got a notepad in my phone, and any time somebody asks me uh, to pray for them, I try to put it uh, in the phone and uh, make it known at the church, but that is a big deal when somebody asks us to pray for them, amen? Big deal, big deal. Greatest. is to pray and not just for yourself but for somebody else. Hey yeah, man. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter he lives in Nashville. And he going over the fence. That was great. And in that great that we don't act we don't necessarily have to go to a specific place uh you know to be prayed for uh or we don't have to go to a specific place to pray. Uh, amen people on the other side of the world could ask us to pray for them and I believe that God can take our prayers and meet their needs uh, no matter where they're at isn't that great amen how many of you believe God answers prayer tonight amen I do believe that all right somebody else this evening good testimony Sarah it's good Becky Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Amen. And that may not be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal. And I believe God's the one that made it happen. Amen. That's wonderful, Becky. 90 more days. That's great. 90 more days. Amen. Praise God. Somebody else this evening? Something on your heart? God been good to you. Amen. Praise the Lord, Anthony. These choir members, I've got to keep my eye on them. They act like they're tired and sleepy. Amen. What y'all don't know is I've got a Nerf gun under my pulpit. Amen. The first one I see you doze off, I'm going to take it and pop you right real good. You believe that, don't you? Amen. All right. They used to, again, the old timers back in the day, they'd carry a little stick with them. And they'd walk up and down the aisle, and if they saw one of the members fade off they just pop them on the head uh, I, uh let, let me just tell y'all something that ain't happening uh, I, I don't have the guts to pop any of you ladies on the head with a stick because she follows the i'm afraid what happened amen amen somebody else tonight god been good to you before we preach Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's right, Mary. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Someone else. All minds and hearts clear tonight. I'm going to start uh, doing what, I mean, then this does happen in some churches, not as much as it used to, but, but uh, some pastors call on their people spontaneously and say, te- testify, give a word for Jesus. Amen. Put you on the spot. Hallelujah. I know who I'd like to do that to, but I ain't going to tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Amen. God's faithful in the church, Amen. Amen. Have you been obedient? I tell you what, if that
2: room got the, they were made you know, they over there, over there, and they were doing something
0: really bad. I believe everybody here would have been testified. Yeah, there. that's right. There yeah, we go. You know. Hmm. Yeah, there'll come a day when people would give anything to uh, say something for Jesus. Amen, that's good, Sarah. uh, That really does trouble, again, I just can't get that out of my mind. Uh, Again, I was watching that video and it just kind of gave me cold chills. Those people, you know, whether it be there at the beach or wherever they were at, they they watched it uh, happen. Yeah, and they were sitting there, and they were just—they were singing uh, the national anthem, and they were—they were, they were uh, chanting "USA, USA," um, and that's good. That's good. I'm for that. But just the thought, and you can say, "Well, it's just a balloon." No, that's a bigger deal than what you realize. And uh, I mean, that's—that's that's an enemy of ours who has the boldness to know or think that they can get away with um, crossing into our airspace border and, and not suffering consequences for it. Used to, that would not happen. I promise you that wouldn't happen. Uh, amen. But uh, my, my question is if, they, if, they, if they've got the guts or the boldness and the courage to do that, what's next? Amen. But to think that we're witnessing or, or in one sense you were witnessing live combat, combat uh, right over the skies of our country. Mm. Maybe God's trying to get our t- get, get our attention. Huh? All right. Anyone else tonight? I was yesterday in Oh my. Don't get me started.
2: <laughs> For I persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. <laughs> that jumped out at me 'cause we don't know what's coming. Just like you said. Nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us
0: from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Isn't that great? Amen. Nothing. See, here's the thing. Nothing takes God by surprise. You do know that, right? And boy, we don't know when we're going to just get uh, hit right upside the head with something that we were not expecting or preparing for. It may take you by surprise, friend, but it will not take God by surprise. Uh, He knows the end from the beginning. Go ahead, Mike. Amen, Mike. One nation under God. Yeah. No, oh, sir. Amen. Anyone else before I preach? Y'all knocked me out of it last Sunday, but you were looking forward to soup and sandwiches. I knew what that was about. I, where are they at tonight? Hallelujah. I enjoyed that. All right, Romans chapter number five. Romans chapter number five. Romans chapter number five. Anybody ever find my glasses? All right. We got a thief in the house. (laughs) No, that's all right. (laughs) It'd be all right. Don't worry about it. I can see a little bit. I mean, if I might mispronounce a word or two, that's okay, isn't it, Anthony? Amen. All right. Um,. Let's begin reading tonight um, in verse number uh, 12. Verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death hath passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. If you believe that tonight, say amen. For until the law was sin in the world, but sin is not imputed, When there is no law, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many." And not as it was by, that, by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if one, by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore as the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men and the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be be made righteous. Moreover, the law of entered that the offense might abound. Oh, you ought to be thankful for this next verse. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Are you thankful for that tonight? They, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through, the, through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. We'll entitle this section, Wherefore as by one man. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to gather in your house and in your name. Thank you for the testimonies that's been given, the songs that's been sung. Thank You, Lord, for the children's participation in our service. But now, God, I pray You would bless the reading and the studying of Your Word. Lord, help us to glean and to learn something from the truths that You have uh, prepared and made known for us. And God, we're going to praise You tonight for who You are and what You have done. And Lord, I pray, God, that we would uh, never underestimate what You are able to do. Father, as we uh, commit ourselves to Thee and to Thy Word, we're going to praise you for who you are and what you do tonight and have you will and your way in the service. In Jesus' name we ask these things all God's people said. Amen. So this is kind of a, a, a new um, uh, point here where Paul picks up in the book of Romans as again uh, he has been discussing justification and the benefits or the blessings, the results of what it is to be justified. And and we had a good time considering uh, these verses, Romans chapter number 5, verse 8, uh, but God commendeth His love uh, and towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I'm thankful that even though I didn't deserve it, God still give it to me anyway, aren't you? Uh, amen. Praise the Lord for that fact. But again, what what Paul's doing... Through the remainder of this chapter, chapter number 5, He's providing us with a contrast, a comparison against what we might refer to as the two different atoms. Alright, the first Adam is the one that plunged uh, all of humanity into sin. Uh, Wherefore, as by one man, and that's the verse we're going to study tonight, verse 12, sin entered into the world, death by sin, Death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Amen. So uh, Adam, the first Adam messed it up. But the second Adam fixed it. Did he not? Uh, Adam's the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam. And also Christ is the last Adam, according to the book of Hebrews. So there's a contrast being made here between uh, what Adam did to uh, cause a great problem uh, a problem that is still occurring, the consequences and the results of are still play, taking place in our fallen world today. Uh, but praise God, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, uh, what Adam undid, Jesus redid and uh, provided a solution for man's great problem of sin. So let's get right into it tonight with a reversion. Wherefore, verse 12, here we, uh, we must use the, the principle the same principle that we used earlier in the chapter, um, verse number 1, therefore being justified by faith, or as a result of, or because we are justified, we have all of these things that Paul has been describing to us through the first 11 verses of chapter number 5. Therefore. But now Paul uses the word wherefore. And let me just give you a little thought tonight. Anytime you see the word wherefore, or therefore in the Bible, you need to start thinking, well, why is this therefore? Uh, or what is it, I mean, therefore, amen? Why, what's the reason? In other words, it's pointing back to what Paul has previously studied. Uh, amen. And, and Paul is getting ready to, to, to reveal to us points and reverts back to what we've already been talking about. So previously we've been talking about the benefits of justification. Uh, Or or, or basically, when God opened the door of salvation by way of faith in Jesus Christ, uh, amen, what did did we receive because of that? But now this new section, again, the first part of chapter 5, the benefits or the blessings of justification, but now... He's going to talk about the basis of justification amen or the foundation uh, of how God brought it to pass. Uh, now that doesn't mean it's a continuation of the same topic but what it does mean is that it's connected to what Paul had previously studied Now there's an introduction verse number 12 as by wherefore as by one man sin entered in the world now, I want you to notice this little word one. You might underline it, which is used a total of eleven times throughout the remainder of chapter five. If you count it, one, that is the most important word of this section. Eleven times this word is used. And every time it's used, it is either referring to Adam or who? Jesus. All right? And again. When Paul, what Paul is getting ready to do is to make a contrast uh, rather than a comparison, but a contrast between what we sinners receive through the first man, Adam, as opposed to what we receive through the second man or the God-man, Jesus Christ. And again, the great purpose of the section is to show us how that we have what we receive through the God-man, Jesus is greater than and more superior to what we received by way of, uh, uh, amen, the first man. And by the way, the consequences of the first man are negative in nature, but the results of the second man are positive. So what did we receive? What was the, the Christmas present, so to speak, that, that we received uh, by way of the first man, Adam? Can anybody tell me tonight? Sin. A sinful nature. Thanks, Adam, right? Actually, it was the woman's fault, right? Amen. If it wasn't for your, you ladies, us men, would be doing just fine. Uh, hallelujah. Can I get a witness tonight? Amen. Uh, uh, Eve said, the devil made me do it. Adam said, well, I just did what she told me to. And boy, that's a, the worst advice we men could ever Take, Amen. Is just do what the woman tells us to do. You help me preach tonight. I'm trying to help some of you keep from falling asleep, Uh, Amen. But if we sinners are looking for a singular or an individual scapegoat to blame for the wicked and sinful mess this world uh, has become, we need to look no further than the first man, Adam. And boy, I'd like to. When I get to heaven, I'd like to give him a piece of my mind. Hallelujah. What? What were you thinking, Adam? Uh, Amen. Because it was through him that that sinful gene and the spiritual plague of sin was first introduced into the human race. You say, preacher, and let's be serious now for a moment, should we not blame Eve, the first woman? No, friend, we can't do that. And here's why. Uh, Again, because the sinful gene, uh, excuse me, the spiritual gene of sin that is passed down and has been passed down to every man or every woman who has ever been born into this world, it came not from the mother, but it came through the father. It does not say that wherefore as by one woman sin entered into the world. It says wherefore as by one man sin entered in the world. Amen. So uh, kids, when your daddy uh, gets after you for misbehaving, uh, and they want, to, and he wants to give you a whip, and just look at him. Say, Daddy, it's your fault. It's not mine that I'm uh, that I do what I do. Amen. Boy, I'm going to get you kids in trouble. Hallelujah. And by the way, that's why the virgin birth is important, because Jesus was born of woman, but he was not born of man. He was virgin born. He was conceived uh, not through Adam, but he was, or excuse me, by his father Joseph. But he was conceived of the Holy Ghost. And as a result, uh, the sinful gene, genetic, that you and I uh, obtained and inherited uh, from our father, uh, Michael, just blame Anthony. It's all his fault. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Trevor, same thing. Just blame your daddy. Amen. It's, uh, yeah, it's all okay. Papa's fault. Uh, amen. But listen, that, that sinful gene skipped a generation with Jesus. And that's what made Jesus an eligible and worthy sacrifice because He did not possess a sinful nature. And the reason He did not possess a sinful nature is because He was born of a virgin. Amen. So um, if Eve would have been the only one to commit sin, the spiritual disease she was infected with would have been confined to her own body and life. But because Adam sinned, Uh, Amen. Because Adam sinned, it plunged the entire human race into, um, uh, amen, a habitual uh, pandemic, we might say, of sin that has continued on until this very day. See, uh, uh, amen. You see, it's from that point that a domino effect, and every child who was born of man from that day forward was infected with the disease of sin and that disease just kept getting passed down from one child to another as it was infected by the seed of the Father. One other thing, that's why it wouldn't have worked for Jesus to have had children. Amen? Uh, Why? Because if He did, His children would have been born sinless. You ever thought, why didn't Jesus have children? Uh, Even if He... Uh, married, uh, amen, uh, a a sinful woman or somebody who did possess a sinful nature. I'm not being blasphemous, blasphemous tonight. I'm just giving you a scenario of what would have happened if Jesus would have married and would have had children. His children would have been just like Him. They would not have inherited a sinful nature because Christ didn't have a sinful nature to pass down. Isn't that interesting? Praise the Lord. But uh, listen, Wherefore has by one man sin entered into the world? Now there's a signification. And you wonder why things are the way they are. It's because of sin. Uh, The reason there's so many unfairnesses and injustices injustices tonight, uh, somebody said, well, it's God's fault. No, God didn't force man into sin. God gave man a choice. He said, You can have every tree in the garden except one. And man chose. Just like most little kids, they'll do the one thing you tell them not to do. Because it's birthed into, it's, in, it's, it's conceived into their nature. Amen. Uh, Billy Bar- Barham used to teach Sunday school here at United, and he'd make this statement. He'd say, My little grandson, he's just a little sinner. Amen. Those little pretty kids. Uh, hallelujah, that you just love and slobber all over. Uh, the prettiest one of the bunch, hallelujah. All they are is just a little sinner, and you just give them enough time, uh, praise Lord, and that little devil in them will raise its ugly head. Uh can I get every one of you parents ought to be shouting right now. Say amen right there. Amen. Y'all need to help me preach. And signification and death by sin. So here's what made that one decision Adam made to partake of the forbidden fruit, such a bad decision. Why? Because not only did it guarantee that his that all of Adam's offspring would be infected by sin, but it also guaranteed that all of Adam's offspring would die as a result of the spiritual disease they were infected with, just like their father ultimately died because of his sin. You know, one of these days you're going to die unless Jesus comes. Right? And you know why you're going to die in death? It's not a, a pleasant thing, is it not? But you know, the reason we human beings die is because of our sins. Now that doesn't mean that, uh, amen, when we die, it's because of some terrible specific thing we do. I'm just saying you can trace every sickness, every illness, every disease, and ultimately the greatest consequence of all for our sins, and that's death, to our sins. Now, you think about Adam for a moment. Now, when Adam and Eve um, were created in the Garden of Eden, there was no sin. There was no death. In fact, uh, you study the book of Genesis and generation after generation, people lived to be old back in those days. Hundreds and hundreds of years old. Amen. Uh, Some of us look like we're hundreds and hundreds. No, I (laughs) I ain't going to touch that one. Hallelujah. But listen, listen, Uh, Why? Because that curse of sin had not yet taken full effect. Uh, Amen. And the longer sin prevailed and the more prominent it became uh, uh, and the more it affected humanity, uh, the worse it got. And I want to remind you, the world's not getting better. We're not evolving. We're not devolving. Amen. We're waxing worse and worse. We're headed... Quickly to a place of destruction. All because of sin. But you think about this. uh, You know, and we don't know how long Adam and Eve lived before they were kicked out of the garden. We don't know that. But what we do know is that Adam and Eve lived in a state of perfection. Something none of us have experienced. Boy, don't you wish you lived in in a world that was free from all the things that we face here. Amen? I mean, sickness, disease, uh, anxiety, uh, the, the curse that fell upon the ground because of Adam's sin, and all of these bad things. But Adam and Eve literally, they lived in a heaven on earth. They lived in a perfect state of utopia until they messed up. And from that day forward, things changed. and um, And they... Man, you think about that. From the day Adam and Eve sinned until the very day they died, they watched not only themselves, they not only did they experience it in their own lives, but in the lives of their children. Uh, amen. Cain and Abel and Seth. They watched their children suffer the consequences of their mistake. And that's heavy stuff, isn't it? I mean, you think about this. Adam and Eve did not get sick. <laughs> they didn't know what a cold was. They didn't know what uh, an injury, a broken bone was before the fall of man. But yet then afterwards, all of a sudden, one day something happened and Eve said, Oh my goodness, Adam, my, there's something wrong with my nose. I'm not breathing Is I, I'm trying to use my imagination to help you understand. Uh, there's something. Why am I not breathing right? And my nose all of a sudden stopped up. Amen. And this green stuff starts. Uh, I'm not going to get into the uh, amen or, or or. But but do you understand? I mean, what a shock sickness must have been to them uh, after they had lived their entire existence since they were created in perfect health and perfect condition. I mean, you think about this, Adam. Man, I mean they all they both I I, I mean there were there was probably I, I don't yeah there was no such thing as obesity before. Now there you go right there. I, that's why I'm gonna get mad at Adam when I get to heaven. Because Adam could eat anything he wanted and it and not affect him one bit. Yeah, he, <laughs> Well, they didn't, have, they didn't eat meat at that point in time. That's, another, that's a story for another sermon. But, uh, I mean, he could eat whatever he want, wanted to, and it not affect him. No heartburn, no indigestion. Hey, boy, my goodness. But then he sinned, and Eve walked up to him and looked at him and said, What's that on your stomach? Amen. Looking, what's that flab? <laughs> Amen. And, and, boy, you look a little bigger today than you did this time last year. Uh, or maybe one day, uh, Adam was walking, uh, you know, down a pathway or whatever, and there was a root sticking up, and he tripped over it, and he skinned his knee, or he broke his leg. Man, uh, that didn't happen before the fall. And every time something like that happened, it served as a reminder to them that all of this mess that did not previously exist, it's my fault because of the sin that I committed. Isn't that something? But then there came a day. You know, there was never before... before. How'd y'all get me off on this? I mean, y'all are just bad about getting me off. But, you know, there was there was no such thing as a crossword in the Garden of Eden. Uh, there was never a conflict or an argument. There was no divisiveness. Adam and Eve never had a fuss. Hallelujah! <laughs> but then, after the fall, things changed, and what was perfect harmony all of a sudden turned into chaos and disorder. And they didn't always see eye to eye, and every now and then they got in a in an argument. Amen. And uh. You know, then all of a sudden they saw that their kids were having issues. Cain and Abel. Why are them boys not getting along as well as they used to? I mean, they used to love each other, and they used to spend time together, and uh, I mean, used to just uh, play together in, in in a time of perfect harmony. But then one day, Cain became jealous of his brother. He picked up a rock and he stoned his brother and blood was shed for the first time. And the first man committed murder. Amen? And Adam and Eve, as far as we know, witnessed the consequence of their sin is one brother turning against another brother and killing him all because of what daddy did. Isn't that something else? You say, "Is there an applic? Yeah, there's an application, friend, and that that is this. Uh, Amen. I just want to remind you, and again, I am not saying that everything bad that happens in your life is because of some terrible thing you've done. uh, That's that's wrong. Amen. That's wrong. God's got many reasons for allowing bad things to happen in our life, but what I am saying is that there are consequences for your sin. And not only fall upon your life, but upon the lives of those, those you, who you love the most. Especially your children. When the devil tries to convince me to do something, and you know the first thing he's going to do when he does it, it's no big deal. It's, I mean, it's just a little sin. The louder the devil whispers that into your mind, the more likely the consequences of it are going to be a whole lot worse than what he's telling you they are. You're going to get more than you bargained for. Uh, amen but your sin um your sin has a great effect and a great consequence not only in your life but also in the lives of your children and it's a bigger deal i mean you think about think about when eve partook of the forbidden fruit you know i mean the devil he swooned her you talk about a con man uh it was satan and i mean just what's a big deal just Eat the fruit, man. I mean, it's going to make you wiser. Uh, you know, you can you are going to be as gods. But she never saw that that one conse- that, that one choice was going to affect not only the rest of her life, the rest of her children's life, and man is still suffering all because of that choice. That one. Young people, listen to me tonight there are consequences for the choices that you make in life. While you're young, right now, amen, me and Mike can tell about it, the choices you make right now will go with you the rest of your life. It doesn't seem fair, does it? Uh, But again, choices we make while we're young, uh, amen, the consequences will go with us. Until the day we die. So make the right choice. Don't let the, you never, you don't know. There may be people in this room right now that are going to be faced with a choice next week that right now you're not even aware that you're going to have to face that decision. You may wake up one day this week and think everything's going fine, but yet somewhere down the line, the devil's going to throw a monkey wrench into your day and all of a sudden, you're going to be faced with a decision, do I do this or do I not do it? And it could change the trajectory, it could ruin everything. And bad choices, sometimes you don't have, wouldn't it be great if uh, if when we're faced with a significant or a serious choice that just hits us out of the blue, we're not expecting, we're not prepared for it, wouldn't it be great if we could just call time out and time just stand still? <laughs> And we have about 30 minutes to, to brood on this or think about this or call Dr. Phil or our, or our counselor and say, what should I do? It don't work that way, does it? A lot of times, some of the most serious choices you make in your life, mean require an instant or an immediate decision. And in just one moment, very quickly, thing your life could be going this way. You may be going uh, upward on the Jericho Road towards Jerusalem. The next thing you know, You've made a U-turn, but the wrong kind, and you're headed towards Jericho, that place of destruction. Uh, amen. Quicker than you can get out of it, and one t- once you make the wrong choice, in some instances, there's no turning back. You know I'm preaching the truth tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27, death. Death entered, entered, the, entered into the world. Death is a reality. Death's something we don't like to think about, is it? But death is an appointment that's coming to us all. And it's not a, it's, an appoint, it's one appointment we're not going to be put off, postpone, or cancel. Amen? Amen? Uh, It's coming, and you better get ready for it. The wages of sin is death. Amen. And today, we don't want to talk about sin. We want to talk about Jesus and salvation. But friend, you cannot uh, address the need to be saved unless you uh, uh, talk about the consequence or the reason why we need to be saved, and that's because... Death centered into the world. And the reason death centered into the world is because we've sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All right, distribution, death hath passed upon all men. Uh, it's like a domino effect. Adam sinned. He passed it down to Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel sinned. They passed it on down to their children and grandchildren. And by the time old Methuselah came along and Noah came along. The whole world had had become so wicked, God wanted to destroy it. Amen. Sin is like a cancer. Sin is like a leaven that leavens the whole lump. And it doesn't take but just a little uh, sin uh, to invade your life. And before you know it, you're eat up. And you've got a terminal disease all because you didn't deal with your sin. Declaration for that all have sinned. I mean, all have sinned. We're all guilty. And um, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death hath passed upon all men for that all have sinned. That's a problem, is it not? Would you not agree to me, with me tonight that sin is still the greatest problem? In the world, amen. And and it's not all of the all of these other problems are secondary problems. The economy, you know why the economy's so messed up? Cause of sin. You know why we're dealing with a fla- inflation that's at an all time high because it's a consequence of sin. Uh, amen. Do you know why we've got so mu- many me- mixed up kids? Amen that, uh, that, that don't, don't even know the basic things as to whether they're a, a boy or a girl. Do you know why we've got so many perverts in our world today trying to take advantage of our children? It's all because of sin. you know why there always has been prejudice in, there, in our world today? Talk about the Good Samaritan this morning. Amen, the Samaritan was the enemy of the Jew. But Jesus, the good Samaritan, is no respecter of person. You know what prejudice is? It's not a black or a white or a a brown or a yellow or whatever. It's a sin problem. Amen. The reason people can't get along with each other uh, today, the reason that America is more divided than she's ever been, is because of sin. But we don't want to talk about that. It's like a patient going to the doctor Doctor, I I mean, I'm sick. I'm sick. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. What would you do if you went to the doctor and all the doctor wanted to do is to treat your symptoms? A quick fix. But yet you know deep down there's something bigger going on. And there's something that's causing you to feel the way you do. But every time you talk to the doctor, doctor, let's get down to the root problem. Let's figure out what's causing me to feel the way I feel. Amen? And the doctor says, no, let's just keep treating the symptoms. That's what we're doing today. We've got a society full of people and we've got churches full of preachers that want to treat the symptoms rather than the root cause. And until we get back to calling a spade a spade, and until we get back to... uh, Telling it like it is. And until I'm willing to look at myself and say that the reason, uh, I've still got some issues in my life that God's dealing with me about and things that God's working on me. I don't need a counselor. I don't need a psychologist. I need to get in the Word of God and let God deal with my sin. It's a sin problem. And I'm telling you, sin's terminal. It's, it's a terminal illness. And if you don't treat it, it'll kill you. I, I believe somebody needs to hear that tonight. Don't dabble with sin of any kind. Don't act like it's no big deal. Don't think you can do it and get by with it. Amen? Amen? Because the Bible says you can't. Be sure your sin will find you out. I, 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 guilt. I've been there, done that. He that covereth his sins, shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them, shall have mercy. Amen. David was confronted. You know the most blessed day in David's life. Y'all still with me tonight? I, I, I'm. I was finished a couple minutes ago. But you know the most. the, the most blessed day. In David's life, was when the prophet of God, Nathan, amen, had the confidence and the courage to walk into the most powerful man in the kingdom's office, look him in the eye, point him in the face, and said, Thou art the man. You have sinned. See, if, if Nathan would have never exposed David's sin, David might not have ever confessed his sin. Amen. And when God exposes your sin, and I'm not t- talking about before the whole world. And some things need to be dealt in private. Amen. I'm glad that uh, we don't have a box around here where I sit in and there's a wall and you come in and you tell me uh, everything you've done last week. I don't want to hear it. I got enough to confess myself. Amen. But listen, when God exposes, you know what? Do you know what I'm talking about tonight? When the Holy Spirit of God just comes and puts His finger on you and, and says, "Yeah, he preachers talking to you." No, it ain't a preacher talking to you. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit of God, Amen. That that puts His finger on that one area of your life, Amen. That one door in the in the in the the house of your life that there's a door on it say, or there's a sign on it that says "Off limits. Nobody welcome. Not even God." And all of a sudden the Lord comes in and he kicks the door open. <laughs> he says, There it is. I want I, I want it gone. You better deal with it. Amen. You know what that is? You know why God's doing that? Because He loves you. You're His child. And and, and, and He He loves you so much that He don't he He don't want to let you get by with a little spiritual cancer cell that He knows if it's not removed, it'll kill you. Amen? It could be that, that we've got little cancer cells spiritually in our body. I mean, leaven. little leaven. It could be we... You know, it doesn't take but just a little bit of mold to turn the whole loaf green. Anybody ever bought, <laughs> bit down into a, a, a slice of moldy bread? You ever done that? Kids? If you ever see green on the bread, that's not ice cream or, or, or uh, powdered sugar, amen. No, don't eat moldy bread. It just takes a little mold to infest the entire body. It just takes a little bit of can- a little cell of cancer before you know it, it will have spread and it'll kill you. You underestimated. The devil told you it's no big deal. Man, I mean, the devil's d- d- done that to me over and over again, and still many times I don't pay attention to him, and it turns out to be a whole lot bigger deal than what I thought. Just that one little sin. And then in that same passage, Nathan exposed David. How did David respond? Well, he could have covered it up. He could have become defensive. And say, so, how dare you? I'm the king. You're the preacher. Stay in your place. Stay in your lane, Nathan. I mean, he had the right to do that if he wanted to. But David probably made the most important choice of his life and saved not only the rest of his life, but saved his kingdom. Uh, I mean, he should have been killed because of what he did. Not only should he have lost his throne, he should have lost it all. His life. But after Nathan put pointed his finger in his face and said, Thou art the man. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and David... Looked at, Dave, looked at Nathan and he said, you're right. He said, I have sinned. Amen. And that's why, that in spite of it all, David, the Bible can still say, David was a man after God's own heart. Because even though he was a sinner, he had a heart for God. And when confronted with his sin, David's fellowship with God was more important to him than the pleasure of his own sin. But then later on that text, and I close with this. Why'd y'all get me off on another rabbit, man? Here's what, here's what here, th- to me, this is the most heartbreaking story, maybe in the entire Bible. Nathan then went on to look at and David and he said, Man, I had all these dreams and all these plans for you, David. All these things that I would have done, and I could have done in your life. Young people, do not let the devil rob you of what God can do, what He wants to do, and what He will do if you'll just choose being faithful to His name over the pleasures of your sin. And Nathan looked at David after David had confessed, hey, God will forgive, but there's still consequences. And Nathan said, David, God had all these dreams and all these plans for you he said, I would have done such and such in your life. But your sin is going to keep you from fulfilling the great potential. Amen. You know why God's not using some of us more than what He's using? we got some unconfessed sin that needs to be dealt with. Well, I really didn't plan on preaching this tonight. Uh, you know why, uh, amen, you know why God's not doing with us Amen. More than what he's doing with us, amen. Uh, amen. You know why we're selling God short today, and God, you know what God wanted to do with David? He wanted to use him to build the temple. That was David's. That was David's passion. That was his desire. Amen. That was the dream of his life to build a temple, a permanent dwelling place for God. But you know what? When it was all said and done. And it came that time to where God had provided the resources, the wood, the gold, the wealth, and David was ready and he was excited. I'm finally going to do, be able to do what I've wanted to do all my life. I'm finally going to be able to fulfill my dreams. God said, hold on. I've let you get, the, get make the preparation, get the material and the resources together. But David, look at your hands. And David looked at his hands and he had bloody hands. Because he ordered the death of Bathsheba's husband Uriah. And because of David's sin, God forgave him. God restored him. But not only did David lose in the long run with his children. Amen. Fourfold. But also David was ineligible to fulfill his dreams. All because of his sin. And he had to watch his son Solomon. Well, no, he didn't get to see him do it because David died before the temple. Kind of like Moses. Moses lost his temper. And because he lost his temper, he never got to fulfill his dream of leading God's people into the promised land. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And it will cost you far more than you than 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 you'll ever be willing to pay. The devil's a swindler. Amen. The devil's can I use this phrase? The devil's a hustler. Amen? He is. The devil's a hustler. Amen, and he'll promise you the world and then he'll strip you naked and he'll leave you wounded in the ditch. With no out, no way out. That's the problem. But then next week we'll start looking at the solution. I'm glad the story doesn't end there, aren't you? Hey, Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Pam, you come. Can you play a little bit of "Is Thy Heart Right with God"? All right. Great minds think alike. Friend, be sensitive. Whatever it is in your life, man. There's no no accident. This wasn't an accident that I preached this. I'm telling you, friend, we're living in perilous days. And this week, you could make a decision, be forced to make a decision that could very well determine uh, the direction of the rest of your life. Amen. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the service. Thank you for the attention of your people. Lord, I pray that you'd burn these truths on our heart. Lord, I pray that from the pulpit to the pew, we'd all examine ourselves and make sure there's no leaven, that there's no spiritual cancer cells. Make sure that our hearts are clean and right. Father, Lord, I don't want anything in my life to hinder me and to smother me and to keep me from fulfilling Your will. God, You've got great plans for all of us. Father, You have Great plans for these children. But oh God, right now Father, oh God I pray, Lord that You'd help these kids put a shield about them. Lord, as I know they're faced with temptations. Oh God, I know they're faced with temptations. Even while they're young. They deal with things, God, Lord, that we adults sometimes don't deal with. God would you shield them God would you protect them God my babies would you protect them from sin God Linda's babies would you protect them from sin God Scott and these precious girls would you keep them from evil God Brian and Kim's grandkids would you keep them protect them and shield them Michael and Tanya's beautiful children. God, keep them from evil. Lord, Millie, God, Lord, we thank You, God, for the work You've done. Oh, I praise Your name
2: tonight.
0: Oh, God, protect that little angel. God, protect Trevor. Trevor.